James chapter 1 in the Word of God will be verses 1 through 5. James chapter uh, 1. And so uh, I've been wanting to go through the book of James, so I thought we'd start a, a study through the book of James. I'm not going to do a, the introduction this morning, but I will do an introduction. I just want to uh, look at the uh, thoughts in these first few verses. James chapter 1, 1 through 5. And uh, we'll be going a, uh, over the next few weeks going through the book of uh, James. I've uh, preached on some verses from James, but I don't think I've ever preached through James. And so, matter of fact, uh, I think I might have went through these verses uh, uh, six years ago. But uh, this time we'll just uh, go through uh, the book of James. But let's begin. James chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. James chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Say this in the Word of God. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that she may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, we come before you through the blood and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy and grace. Uh, Lord, we thank you for uh, the testimonies we've heard this morning. And uh, Lord, just uh, giving that encouragement. Lord, help us uh, look for every opportunity, Lord, to be a witness for you. Help us to uh, always show love and kindness and grace uh, towards people and to be a witness for you. Lord, we think of uh, the needs upon people's hearts this morning. We think of the physical needs. We think of the Thomases this morning. We think of the Veracruzes and uh, others, dear God. We think of uh, Sunny this morning. Lord, uh, please uh, touch there. Give Sister Pam uh, wisdom uh, there. And uh, Lord, just uh, many needs uh, here. Lord, we think of spiritual needs. Uh, no chance there's somebody here, somebody listening uh, that needs to be saved. Uh, God, please work in that heart. And uh, Lord, turn that heart towards you today. We think of those that are saved, God. You know what uh, encouragement they need or what needs to, uh, we need in our life, uh, dear God. So please, through thy Holy Spirit and word, uh, do a work in our heart. And then, Lord, as we look at this portion of Scripture, we want to continue to grow, uh, dear God, in the, the, the truth of the word of God. We want to be faithful students. So help us uh, as well there, we pray. And our desire is that in everything, Jesus Christ would have the preeminence and get the honor and glory and that you would build your local church. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. So as we uh, see it here, we see the word patience mentioned, which uh, goes right along with that song, never give up. <laughs> Believe me, if you're not gonna give up, it's gonna take patience, right? It takes uh, 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 patience. And so uh, look at this uh, thought here. Again, <laughs> verse uh, 3 says this, Knowing this, what? That the trying of your faith worketh patience. Now, uh, you probably know that saying. People saying, what? I want patience and I want it now. Amen. <laughs> That's what they say, right? I want patience and I want it now. Well, sorry, you can't just have it now. <laughs> There's a process. The Bible teaches the getting patience, right? And that is, it says here, the trying of your faith. So unfortunately, there's a, there's a process to that. Now we think of patience. You know, we think of a patient person or patience, right? We think of this thought, you know, to be someone being, being able to handle uh, difficulties uh, or things of life, maybe with calmness or an unruffled temper or without murmuring or fretfulness and uh, maybe not getting caught up in the or sidetracked by the emotion or commotion of life. 
You know, we think, oh, that's a patient person. But uh, if you study the word patience, uh, you'll see something like this. Uh, the thought of being able, one that is able to hold one's ground. We're able to hold one's ground or, or despite what's going on in life, they're able to remain steadfast, able to remain steadfast. Or they're uh, able to, uh, I guess, uh, uh, inside, if you will, they're able to, to dig in and hold on. Amen. No matter what's going on in life, they can dig in and hold on. Maybe think, uh, if you've ever been in the military, it makes me think of a, a foxhole, right? We, we dig in. We say, man, we're not going to give up. Amen. We're going to stay right here no matter what comes our way. And uh, we say that with life, right? As God uh, gives us the ability, no matter what uh, comes our way, we say, man, uh, listen, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I'm, I'm digging in. I'm staying the course. I'm going to say steadfast. So God, give me the patience, amen, uh, to uh, keep uh, going with life. Turn over to Revelation chapter 2 for a moment. And we see uh, a thought here, an example concerning uh, patience. Revelation chapter 2, of course, talking about uh, the, uh, the churches. It says this, Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 uh, through 3. It's kind of funny. I, I said I went through these verses, uh, uh, I think it was six, six years ago. And I'm thinking, you know, you go through. So I, so I, 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 I pulled up. Uh, uh, this morning I looked up and said, I know that I've went through these verses before. So, you know, you always want to see how, how similar the... Uh, you know, because I didn't look at that message. I just looked at this time and I said, okay, a couple things, but I think pretty different here. I think we learned some new things. But Revelations chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, notice these, talking about the church at Ephesus. It says this, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Now notice verse 2. It says this to the church at Ephesus, I know thy works... And thy labor, and notice this, and thy patience, and how thou cannot bear them which are evil. Thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. So, oh boy, notice it says they tried them, right? Uh, the Bible says, try the spirits. Verse 3 says, and hast borne, notice that statement, and hast patience, and for my name's sake has labored, look at this, hast not fainted, has not fainted. Amen. <laughs> they stayed in there. They dug in. They stayed by the stuff, right? It says there they didn't faint. So again, notice in these verses, patience is mentioned twice. And one carries with it the thought of patience in service and patience in suffering. <laughs> sort of hard to separate those two sometimes, <laughs> suffering and service. But amen, God will give us patience for serving him and he'll give us patience uh, for the suffering that we may endure. Because as you look at here concerning the church at Ephesus, they had endured uh, many obstacles, it says, many obstacles that came into the path of their Christian service. So they had to deal with a lot of obstacles as they tried to be a faithful church and serve the Lord. But they stood their ground, and it says they persisted through it all. And notice again that statement, they fainted not. So they were able to overcome every obstacle. Let me ask you a question this morning. Do you have any obstacles going on in your life? <laughs> you have any obstacles right now in your life that you're trying to deal with in life? Sure, I'm sure. If we were all honest, if not all of us, probably, okay, maybe not 100%, it's maybe only 99%, right? Maybe not only 99%, but we all have obstacles going on in our life. We all have things, amen, that we're uh, working on. But notice again, it says here, the trying of your faith 
worketh patience. And we could know word trying is a, the test of, the putting to the test of. And that word worketh, this, worketh patience. What does that mean? It means it brings about patience. It accomplishes patience in your life. It carries out a task until it's finished, right? That's what patience will allow you to do. Carry out the task and so until it's finished. So in, uh, in, in, in dealing with life, right? It's not about just learning to deal with it. Like sometimes, you know, people say, well, just deal with it, right? <laughs> well, that's not what patience is about, just learning to just deal with it. It's about learning uh, as Christians, because the Christian life is about growing and maturing as a believer. It's that uh, as a believer, it's that as you grow, as you grow and as you mature and go through things and uh, face those obstacles, as you go through those things, you begin, as you're growing and maturing, you begin to see God's hand in that thing. You begin to see or you notice God's will in things. And your faith and trust grows as so you are able to endure things patiently, right? Why? Because you don't, you don't just focus on what I'm going through, but you see, by being a, a mature Christian, a discerning Christian, I see the hand of God in this, or I see the will of God in this, or I trust God with this, right? And so I, I'm able uh, to hold my ground. I'm able to stay steadfast and endure through this obstacle as I learn to trust and rest in God's faithfulness through this thing. Hebrews chapter 12, turn over there. We know these verses uh, here, Hebrews chapter 12. Notice what it says, Hebrews chapter 12, verses one and two. Hebrews 12, verse one says this, "'Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about "'with so great a cloud of witnesses.'" And of course, we just finished what Hebrews 11, right? Hey, listen, there's a cloud of witnesses. Now, now here, let me uh, get sidetracked here for a second. If those people mentioned in Hebrews 11 are in the stands, if you will, watching us, they're not the only ones. Hey, there's been some people added to that cloud of witnesses. Your loved ones have been added to that cloud of witnesses. Amen. Uh, and so, listen, uh, uh, I'm sure if he lets uh, if he lets Abraham uh, uh, be a witness and he lets uh, uh, others mention there, uh, that wouldn't be fair. That amen, he wouldn't let grandma or mom or dad, <laughs> amen, be a witness or other loved ones uh, to what's going on. Just to, just a, a thought there. But it says we've been compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which though easily beset us, and what? And let us run with patience. Patience. I don't know if you if you ever did any sports, but if you were a long distance runner or anything that required that, right? You know that it takes patience, amen, uh, to endure the race. But listen, patience helps keep you in the race and helps you get over the hurdles. But notice it says that. It says run with patience, and then it gives an example. Verse 2, and of course, Christ is always a great example, so it gives Christ as an example in verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, uh, if, if you've ever ran track, you know what they tell you? They tell you what? Always keep your head straight. Always look ahead towards the finish line. Never look back, because if you look back, 
right? That's going to slow you down. That's going to get you sidetracked. When I ran track, they said, right, keep your head straight. Uh, uh, don't look back. So that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to look ahead and keep our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, look at this, endured the cross, endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So there, verse 2, uh, it's talking about Jesus, says he endured the cross. In Hebrews 6.15, talking about Abraham, it says this, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And so that's what patience is, amen? It gives you the ability to endure, amen, to dig in and stay uh, uh, where you're supposed to be in the right place as a believer, no matter what's going on in life. You see, one of the, one of the best builders or strengtheners of our Christian faith is tribulation, even though, right, we don't like that thought. But we cannot know the strength of our Christian faith till it's been tested, right? That doesn't mean anything till it's been uh, 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 tested by trials because testing helps develop our faith and spiritual character as a believer, Right. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a person of a great faith. And well, yeah, well, let me tell me some stories of how it's been how it's been tested. And it's amazing. Listen, uh, you're not always going to have the same uh, level uh, of faith. I, I, I can look back over my Christian life and by the grace of God, I can see great moments of faith. I see great moments of faith in my uh, Christian life. But uh, unfortunately, I have to confess, I've always seen great also seen great moments of, of weakness. As I've often said, sometimes I feel like a, 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 I've got enough faith, enough boldness to swing across hell on a cornstalk. Amen. But then sometimes I feel like I'm scared to walk out my own uh, front door, you know. And so that's why it's a daily thing. It's a daily battle. It's a daily race. It's a daily trusting with patience. Romans 5, 3 says this, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Wow, now that's really getting somewhere, amen? It's one thing to endure tribulations. It's another thing to, to glory in it, but we'll see a thought on that. Knowing again that tribulation, what? Worketh patience. So again, we see verse 3, the trying of your faith. Boy, think about some of the, the things that you've gone through. And think about this. Of course, the trying of our faith at times, what? Sometimes the trying of our faith and we've been through things that are what? It'll, it'll bring you to the end of yourself, won't it? It'll bring you to the end of yourself. But think about this. You know, that's really a good thing. You know, it's really a good thing when you're brought to the end of yourself, if you're a believer. It's really a good thing to be brought to the end of yourself because here's, here's, here's the thing. You can get to the end of yourself but you can't get to the end of God. <laughs> and that's why we turn everything over to him. Hey, uh, we ought to be praying, Lord, help me get to the end of self, amen? So I'm not trusting in self anymore because, hey, I can get to the end of self, but thank God I can't get to the end of God, amen? I can keep going. If I'm relying on myself, I can't keep going because there's an end to me. I'm limited. 
There's a stopping point within Jeff Stewart, but there's no stopping point in God. There's no stopping point in Jesus Christ. If I'm in him and abiding in him and rest in him, that's why I can keep going because you can't get to the end of God. So if you're resting in him, no matter what's going, you can keep going no matter what's going on in life because you're resting in him, trusting him, and he's given you the ability, amen, uh, to be patient and amen, uh, to dig in and to hang on and to keep going no matter what life throws your way. Because here's the thing. You think, oh, this burden, right? It talks about the, those in Ephesus there, the labors and all those things that they bore. Listen, God, if, you're, if you have a burden or you're going through something, remember this. God is not asking you to abide under the burden. God's not asking you to abide under that burden, under the trial, He's trying to teach you to abide under him, right? Uh, Casting all your care upon me, right? My yoke is easy. My my burden is light, right? Isn't that what it says in uh, Matthew 11? He's trying to teach us not uh, how to abide under a burden, how to abide under trial. He's trying to teach us how to abide under him and in him through the trial. That's what he's wanting to, to, to teach us, you see? This is this is this is a, a, a Psalm forty six ten. We know that great verse which says what? Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Hey, listen. If you're if you're pacing back and forth and you're you're uh, you're you're eating uh, your fingernails, you say, man, why do you go your fingernails so long? So I have something to eat when I'm nervous. Amen. <laughs> right? No, that's not being patient. Right? Listen. As the saying goes, it's learning to what to let go and let God be still. Was someone who's calm and trusting and know that I am God. Look at verse two. Why? Because it says this. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Listen, that word, when it says count it all joy, that means count it as an occasion of joy. Wow. Wow, this? This is supposed to be an occasion of joy? Huh? Then how come I'm in the corner crying about it so much? Amen. Uh, 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 why, why can't I sleep at night? We're all, you know, listen, but that's what it says. Count it all joy. Not joy, amen, that you have a burden, but joy that you know, amen, everything's all right in the Lord. Because here's the thing. Look again at verse two. My brethren, look at this, look at this verse together. My brethren, count it all joy. What's the next word? word? When? It doesn't say if. You fall into diverse temptations, but when? That's the reality. Listen, nobody escapes. Nobody escapes. It's not a matter of if, it's about when. We're all going to face these things. Listen, I face them, you face them, everybody faces them. When? So if all joy that you fall into diverse temptations. Go down to verse 4. And what are we supposed to do with this? But let patience have her perfect work, right? That you may be perfect and entire, and entire. There's a goal there, entire. That's what God is trying to do, make us entire. You know what the word entire means? Having all parts. <laughs> God, amen? Amen? He's trying to put all the pieces back together again. All the pieces, had that, when it says entire, it means all the pieces have been put back together. It expresses, amen, the thought of perfection. Now, sometimes, right, 
We feel like, hump, you ever feel like Humpty Dumpty in life? Like, uh, right? I've fallen, right? What's the old saying? I've fallen and I can't get up, amen? And I'm sitting here in a bunch of, a bunch of uh, uh, pieces, right? I feel like Humpty Dumpty, but here's the great thing. Be encouraged, amen? Though all the king's horses and all the king's men, amen, may not be able to put you back together again, God can put you back together again. No matter, amen, no matter how much you fall, no matter many pieces uh, you feel like you're in, God can put you back together again. Again, God can make you entire. And again, entire again means having all parts. All the pieces are back together because it goes on to say in verse 4, what? Wanting nothing. Being want of nothing. I am complete. I am complete. Hey, listen, as I'm, as I'm in this trial, as I'm in this test, I'm complete and I'm content. Now, there's the key. That's the key, right? Being content. That's a tough one to learn, tough one to learn. And you see, notice what it says. You see, let patience have her perfect work. You see, patience is trying, God's using this to accomplish something in your life, right? That, and what is it? You may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. You see, as we go through this thing and we trust God and we and we dig in, if you will, and we we dig that foxhole, right? And we're saying, listen, uh, I'm not giving up uh, this space by the grace of God. What are we doing? We're letting patience reach its goal. Because you see, when we let patience reach its goal, you know what happens? We reach our goal in Christ. We reach our goal in God. You see, when you respond... Here's what happens. When, when, when people see you going through things, and they're going through things too, right? Everybody's going through things, right? And of course, as believers, uh, 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 we, we should respond uh, uh, different. When you respond to life with patience, here's what you're doing. You are setting an example. Before a lost and dying world, you're setting an example of how a born-again, Bible-believing, spirit-guided, Christ-centered person can deal with the trials of life. Amen? You're showing them there's a difference in not just knowing Jesus Christ, but having Jesus Christ and trusting Jesus Christ, abiding in Jesus Christ, leaning on Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, no matter what's going on in life, the Christian life. And you know what the main issue of the Christian life is? The Christian life, <laughs> right? The Christian life. Again, uh, being an example. What is God's goal in our life? What is God's goal in our life? Well, uh, Colossians 4.19 says this, until Christ be formed in you, that is God's goal in your life. And so God, amen, he is patiently working on us, right? God's still working on me to make me what I really ought to be, the song says, right? God's still working on me to make me what I really ought to be. God is patiently working on us and in us, and he's patiently working on us and in us that we might patiently, amen, respond to his workings and what he's trying to do in and through our life. Turn over to uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5, which is uh, right there. You're right near it, 1 Peter chapter 5. And notice some verses here. Let's read verses 5 through 11. Verses 5 through 11, 1 Peter chapter 5 says this. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. 
Yea, all ye be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. <laughs> and it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resisteth steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Look, same afflictions. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So here it mentions, God mentions many things that he wants us to be able to do. And you know what? It takes the spirit of patience to do this. With the spirit of patience, right, we'll have no problem in submitting ourselves. With the spirit of patience, we'll have no problem humbling ourselves. With the spirit of patience, we'll have no problem casting and trusting God with everything. With the spirit of patience, no matter uh, 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 what's going on, we'll be sober, we'll be vigilant, we'll be able to resist steadfast. With the spirit of patience, will allow God, amen, to have his perfect work in us and to perfect us and establish us and strengthen us. And again, work us towards what we really ought to be. All these things take the spirit of patience. First Peter 4, uh, over in chapter 4 and verse 14, notice what that verse says. It says, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God, notice the statement, resteth upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. Boy, man, we ought to say glory to God when we look at that verse and say, listen, what, what, what is my desire as a Christian? What is my desire as, 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 as a believer? Right? To know that the spirit of glory and God rest upon me. I love reading the Old Testament where it makes this statement about some of the, the believers. As it says, as the good hand of God was upon him. I love that statement. As the good hand of God was upon him. You see, they were conscious that the good hand of God was upon them. And people around them were conscious that the good hand of God was upon them. And you know what? As believers, not in a, a prideful way or in a boastful way, right? We should, I, I, want, I want to be consciously aware that the good hand of God is upon me. I want people around me to know that the good hand of God uh, is upon me and that the spirit of his glory and the spirit of God rest uh, upon you, right? That is, a, that is a, a good desire. Now, again, verse 4 says there, uh, 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 back, back there, wanting Wanting nothing. So as we endure things and uh, God gives us the ability to be patient in those things, well, hey amen. What's going to give us the ability? Well, God is what? Patient, long-suffering, right? Well, that, if we're gonna, that, that takes his spirit uh, for that uh, to be uh, uh, active in our life, for that uh, uh, to be present in our life. It takes him, his spirit resting upon us. First Timothy 6, 6 says this, but godliness and contentment is great gain. So patience gives us the ability to trust God and to keep going no matter what's going on in life because, amen, we are content, amen, with the will of God and trusting him. Notice it says it's perfect work, have its perfect work. You see, the character of a Christian, amen, 
is not in his willpower, but in his likeness to Christ, but in his likeness to Christ. And so whatever, whatever it takes, amen, for that to happen, it's worth it. You know, I tell people, hey, when I look back over almost 35 years of serving the Lord, I look at all the things that the Lord's uh, uh, had, had me go through, or even back in life before that. I think God allowed things to happen in my life before that. Not, not that I enjoyed those things at the time, but I look back over 57 years of life. And again, I'm not saying I liked everything that happened, but you know what? I have no sad story to tell. I say if all those things had to happen in my life, one, to bring me at the point of salvation when I was 22, or to allow uh, 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 me to uh, 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 be a witness for Christ or to, uh, to serve him, whatever. Amen. Not that I'd want to go through those things again. I'm certainly not saying that. And, and I'm not saying, hey, uh, everything that happened in my life that, uh, you know, uh, but, but listen, uh, he, you know, like we say, God can take a crooked stick and make a straight line. He can turn all that uh, to his grace and patience and, and use it in my uh, ability uh, 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 to witness to people and all these things. But listen, but help conform me to the likeness of Christ. So the character of a Christian is not just in his willpower, but in his likeness to Christ. And that's what I want people to see in my life, right? It says he, he endured the cross. And I want people to see by uh, his grace and mercy working in my life, I'm able to endure what he brings into my life. And remember this, as a church, the strength of a church is not in its numbers. The strength of a church is not in its numbers, but in its likeness to Christ. That's what makes a church strong is its likeness to Christ. However many people it has, right? The question is, hey, what, what is its likeness to Christ? How is the, the spirit of God permeating that church? How is the spirit of Christ being seen in that church? Uh, those people that are there, amen. How conformed are they to the image of Christ? Of course, every pastor wants more people. Hey, who doesn't want the church full, right? I mean, we're human. Hey, sure, we wish we had this place was full. We we're putting out chairs and uh, in the balcony, but remember this. Remember this. Do not forsake more Jesus for more people. Don't be willing to forsake more Jesus for more people. Amen. We want both. But more Jesus comes first. And you know what happens when, 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 when in a church, when the emphasis becomes more people than more Jesus? Oh, they might get more people, but then all these other things start showing up. Uh, in the church. Amen. And so they might have more people, but they have less Jesus. Hey, I want more people. Oh, Lord knows I want more people, but I don't want to be willing to sacrifice more Jesus. My focus is more Jesus. <laughs> That's my focus. Amen. And hopefully as we focus on more Jesus by his grace, amen, he'll let that at some point lead to more people. But the focus first must always be more, Je more Jesus. And believe me, that takes patience. <laughs> that takes patience because, you know, in our, in our flesh, we want to say, well, maybe if I do this or maybe if I do that, right? We get impatient. So we start trying other things, you see? So as a church, we need to learn patience, amen, to trust God with all these other things and keep our focus on more Jesus and being more like Jesus and trust him. He said he would build his church and do those things. You see, as, as, as I go through these tests and I go through these trials, what I want to be able to say, 
as a believer. As we finish up here, what I want to be able to say, we want to be able to say this through the trial. We want to be able to say this, that with patience, we went through it. With patience, we went through it. And because of that, during that period, or during that time, what happened? I drew near to God. I drew near to God. Patience had its perfect work in me, amen? And I drew near to God. And during that time, I could sense his presence with me. I think, I think of Sister uh, Muxlow, Sister Sarah. I think she's given that testimony. You know, she's given a testimony that, you know, trying to find out what's causing all this anxiety and all these things, right? Not to bring that up, but what, 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 what if she said during that time? But often, what, why she asked us to pray for those things, she's given testimony about her, the sweet fellowship that she's had with her Lord and how the Lord has helped her and strengthened her and given her uh, things that she wouldn't exchange for anything spiritually, you see. And so she, with patience, amen, has endured these things, if you will. I want to be able to say, I drew near to God. I could sense his presence with me. I could sense his good spirit resting upon me. I was aware of his power and strength sustaining me. And through it all, through it all, I was truly led by him. I was truly led by him. Because again, what, what, what is, salvation is what? Salvation, if you will, is the result of Christ patiently enduring the Father's will. Is that true? <laughs> he endured the cross. So really, what was the result? Salvation is a result of Christ patiently enduring the Father's will while he was upon the earth. That was the result. Salvation is the result of Christ patiently enduring. So think about that. Salvation is the result of Christ patiently enduring the Father's will. So let's put that at where we live. So as we patiently endure the Father's will, right, for our life, we may be amazed at what the result might be. The salvation is the result of Christ patiently enduring the Father's will. And as God teaches us to patiently endure the Father's will, we might be amazed at the result or of God, how it might use that, not only in our life, amen, uh, but in the, the testimony and reaching others. So as we learn to behave and respond as true believers and respond, that takes, that takes uh, 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 patience. And so uh, as, we, as, we, as we look at these verses, going back uh, 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 to James, I say, well, Lord, uh, uh, um, you know, we always joke about praying for patience, but if we really understand what all's going on and what all God's trying uh, to do, amen, I say, well, Lord, uh, okay, I'm not, I'm not afraid to pray for patience because I know, amen, what it's going to uh, do in my life how it's going to affect uh, me as a Christian, how it's going to affect my witness as a Christian, and above all, how it's going to be used to bring honor and glory to my beloved Savior. So as we uh, begin this book of the study of uh, 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 James, I think it's interesting that he starts off with patience, of course, then right after that is wisdom, because those are certainly two of the main things uh, that we need, amen, in this life to get through uh, uh, the Christian life. But I want to say this morning, if you're here or if you're listening and uh, you're not saved and you're not saved, 
Amen? Don't put it off any longer. Today would be a great day to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. If you, if you have any other needs, if you say, hey, I'm going to a trial, but you know what? I'm not handling it very patiently. <laughs> Today might be a good day to come and say, God, uh, give me what I need. Help me, Lord. You don't want me to bear this burden. Amen? Amen. You want me to be under you and resting in you, uh, God, as we work through this. Let's pray.